Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day. And internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So, while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next-generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Hey there, before we dive into this episode, I want to make sure I tell you about something really exciting. So my new book, Embrace Your Almost, Find Clarity and Contentment in the In-Betweens, Not-Quites, and Unknowns, comes out on April 5th, which is just around the corner, I mean so soon, and I know that I cannot launch this book into the world and get it into the hands of women who need it most alone. I cannot do this by myself, and I would love to invite you to be a part of this launch in one way or another. There's a couple fun ways to get involved and help get this message off the ground and really be a part of this movement. I believe this book is more than just a message. I believe it's a whole mindset shift and and a movement that we can start and, and really create among women who are walking through seasons of waiting or unknown or disappointment or broken dreams, which is a lot of us given the last couple of years and all that we've lived through. So the first way you can get involved is by joining the launch team. You can do this from anywhere in the world. Uh, It's a virtual private community that I am leading And it is a way to help share this message both online and in person in your communities. And we're going to have some really fun bonuses and giveaways and just fun surprises that are planned for every single week. So whenever you join and hop into the launch team, you can expect some fun gifts and surprises for you and also a lot of guidance on how you can help share this message out into the world. The second way to get involved is we actually are hosting a launch party. Yes, an actual in-person normal launch party. It's going to be so fun and so refreshing. It's at the most beautiful venue. So if you live in the Midwest or are local to the Indianapolis area or within driving distance to Indianapolis, I would love for you to come and celebrate the launch of this book with us. You can grab tickets or join the launch team at the link in my profile. And if you join the launch team and don't live locally, you can still get access to a live stream of the party. All launch team members will get access to a live stream of the party. So you can still join us virtually and feel like you're a part of it if you're on the launch team. So there's a link in the show notes, or you can just go to jordanleedooley.com slash launch and both grab launch tickets or launch party tickets or join the launch team or do both right there on that page. I would love for you to be a part of this and help me get this movement off the ground. So just go to jordanleedooley.com slash launch and get yourself involved. We are going to have a ton of fun. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of She. I am so glad that you are here. If it's your first time tuning in, welcome. This is a great episode to get started with. And if it's not your first time tuning in, thanks for tuning back in. Uh, It means a lot every time you hit play on these episodes. We put a lot of work and time and thought into what we create and what I get to put out into the world. And I just love getting to hang out with you in your ear pods or ear pods. That's not how you say it. Do I sound like I'm 90 now? (laughs) AirPods or headphones or 
while you're in the car. Um, it's just fun to come along in your life. So anyways, today is going to be pretty short and sweet. And I just want this to be an encouragement to you. So if you find yourself in a waiting season or even just dealing with some unmet expectations, I think sometimes those things can coincide and other times they are standalone experiences, right? Like, but a lot of times they do coincide when something doesn't go our way or life doesn't play out how we thought we would. A lot of times we find ourselves waiting on something to finally work out or hopefully work out. And that can lead to a lot of fear of the unknown or of the future because it's this like pending dream or this pending hope or this unanswered prayer that we're kind of just navigating and we don't know how it's all going to play out. And that can, I think, make the waiting feel so much harder. Like I always say in my own experience, I'm like, I feel like if I knew what was going to happen, it would be easier. But then at the same time, that's not always true, right? Like we think that's what we want, but then it's like God obviously protects us from knowing things for a reason. So all of that said, that's kind of what we're going to cover today. It's going to be short and sweet and just something to encourage you as you navigate anything with broken dreams, unmet expectations, or waiting seasons. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. All right. So before we dive in, I want to first affirm that you are not the only one feeling this way. Trust me. I mean, there is a whole community. I don't even know if you want to call it a community, a, an army of women and people who are walking through very similar feelings, probably very different situations or specifics um, from what you're experiencing. But the underlying feeling of just like, oh my gosh, this very special thing in my life, whether it's a relationship or a job opportunity or finding a home that you get to call your own or building a family or something else like that feeling of just like, this is stubbornly refusing to work out no matter what I try. Like, I feel like I've done everything right and things are still going wrong um, or things just aren't moving and the world around me just keeps on going and I'm stuck. And so anyway, I just want to encourage you in knowing like you're not the only one who feels this way. And I, I say that because I do know what it's like to feel like in one way or another, you are the only one of your community or your friend group or whatever who's experiencing what you're experiencing. And that can create a very isolated feeling. Um, And so I just want to encourage you that even if in your immediate circle, you feel like you're the only one, you really are not. And I just think that's important to hear. So I want to touch on two things. I want to touch on the waiting, the middle, the uncertainty that exists right now, and really shifting our mindset from this is a wasted season. This is terrible, like this sucks, because in many ways it can, like let's not invalidate that. But shifting from that viewpoint to this is an opportunity to prepare. And maybe the preparation season is going a lot longer than I'd like, but nevertheless, it is a time where I am being refined and prepared. And I, 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 I hesitate to say prepared because I think that can be a little bit confusing. Like, how do I prepare for something if I don't even know it's actually going to work out? Um, But what I mean is like preparing in the sense that you are becoming the person and more and more of the person that you want to be when you finally meet your spouse or when you finally do become a parent or when you finally, you know, uh, land that job that you've been hoping for or whatever it may be that you're waiting on or hoping for. You know, I don't suggest like going to premarital counseling if you haven't met your guy yet. You know, like there's that's like, 
very specific preparation, but there are things that you can be doing to really prepare you to be a more well-rounded, interesting person to meet in the when it comes time, you know, and if it comes time. And even if that never happens, like you might be listening to this and being like, okay, but like, you don't know if I'm going to meet someone for sure, or you don't know if this is ever going to work out in my life. And you're right. I don't know that. But the reality is like, okay, even if that didn't work out, would you regret opening and expanding your horizons, becoming a more interesting person, growing as a person, healing past traumas, going to therapy, going and traveling, seeing the world, like trying your hand at new things, gaining new skills, like that's only going to benefit you regardless of what the outcome is. But if you are really frustrated that something hasn't worked out, it can be really helpful to shift into like, not only am I going to do this for myself, but it could also really benefit that next season I'm hoping for too. You know, even if it doesn't happen, I'm still going to be better for it. But if it does, I'm going to be really thankful that I did this. You know what I mean? So that said, something that I just want to encourage you with is if you are in a waiting season, the first thing I want you to write down, like take a mental note of, stick on your forehead and try to remember. And I I want to first validate too, like you won't always remember this. There will be some days where you're like, this freaking sucks. Like I'm over it. That's human. But in a broad sense, like in the, if you can try to do this the vast majority of the time, this is going to serve you so well. So first, I just want to say, don't let a waiting season become a wasted season, meaning a season that you just try to fast forward through and like keep your head down and like ignore all the feelings and all the things and all the realities and just kind of try to power through and essentially want to fast forward your way through because you'll miss so much of life if you do that. And you'll look back on these years and you'll go, oh my gosh, that was such a blur. Like I just remember feeling miserable the whole time. And that doesn't mean it's not hard, but like you don't have to feel miserable all the time. You might break, you might cry, you might have a minute where you just get really upset or it really hurts or it really frustrates you. But that doesn't need to be your entire existence in this season. And I think that bitterness that can build, that frustration, that anger, that whatever feelings may come up, if you lean into those 100% of the time or even most of the time, and you let them take over your life, you're going to miss out on so much of the goodness of life that exists even before you get to where you want to go. Because the reality is you don't want to put your life on hold until you get what you're hoping for, because your life doesn't start when you get everything you'd like, or when you get to the next milestone, or when you land the dream job or have kids or have a, you know, find your spouse or whatever. And it can be really easy to start believing it does because it feels like your life is incomplete when there's this thing you really desire or really feel qualified for or really are prepared for or think you're prepared for that just like feels so far away or is just like this big gaping hole in your life. And so that's why I say like, fight with all your might to not let a waiting season become a wasted season. And don't let the thing that you're waiting on, whether that's a promotion or a proposal or a pregnancy or something else, find you waiting. Like When it finally comes, let it find you living. Let it find you caught up in the middle of a full, vibrant, and abundant life. Because if it finds you waiting you're going to be in this place of just like bitterness and misery. And like, you don't have to feel that way. So I just want to encourage you to like, take this as an opportunity as much as it doesn't feel like an opportunity. And it really actually probably feels like an obstacle. Try to shift it to be like, okay, but how can this be an opportunity to grow as a person, to do meaningful things with my life, to enjoy my days, even if they don't look how I thought they would look by this point in my life. So that's the first thing I want to say. Secondly, If this season that you're walking through or this unmet expectation or these broken dreams or this waiting season that you're walking through creates some fear of the future, creates some fear of the unknown, I want to encourage you with this. Actually, I want to share a couple thoughts. One, I would say a lot of people want to say like, be present in this season. 
And to that, I'm like, yeah, a hundred percent do that. But then the question becomes like, how, right? Like, what does that actually look like? Because I don't really want to be in this season. I want to be in that season over there, you know, or I want to be doing X, Y, Z and I'm doing ABC instead. And so first, like, I just want to validate that. I think it can be so hard to be present because the present is usually the place where we straddle the tension between our past pain or past disappointments, past heartbreaks, past letdowns, past failures, et cetera. And the fear that there, that, that therefore creates for the future, right? Because we always gauge what's going to happen in the future based off our past experience. And if our past experience has been, this doesn't work out, this goes terribly wrong, my heart gets broken, things are bad. Like I, you know, it's like we just kind of naturally begin to expect that for the future, right? And that makes sense. And that's human. So first I want to be like, yes, be present, but first let's validate why it's so hard to be present. And So when I say be present, I don't mean just like sit there and like, you know, meditate and be like crisscross applesauce and just like sit still. What I actually mean is like get really caught up in your life, meaning like instead of just scrolling Instagram or whatever and looking at what everyone else has that you don't yet have, because that can be a painful reminder, actually start doing things. Take a cooking class, learn something, you know, Um, get outside your comfort zone, meet some new people, go on a trip do some things that you've always wanted to do, but never really let yourself do or that you think might be interesting. Like freaking go for it. Like if you have this window or this this void in your life or this space that you're like, okay, I thought like a partner would be filling that. Or I thought like the next level opportunity in my company would be filling that, but instead I'm still where I'm at. Or I thought kids would be filling that. Or I thought, you know, DIYing my new house would be doing that, but instead we still haven't got one or whatever. Like consider how you can fill that space with things that are meaningful and with, and with things that will grow you. Maybe it's going to therapy. Maybe it's getting involved in a small group. Maybe it's uh, leading us. Like, I don't know what that'll look like, but my point is I think being present is actually very active. And I'm going to talk briefly about contentment before we wrap up, but it doesn't have to just be like sitting there and like smelling the flowers. And it's like, yes, slowing down, but in a way that's like, meaningful to you and in a way that enables you to do meaningful things. Another thing I want to remind you when it comes to kind of facing the unknown, especially if your past and present experience has been, this doesn't work out, this doesn't feel good, this is frustrating. I want to remember or remind you that if you're feeling afraid of the future, remember that your past pain and your past experience does not get the final say. God does. And I know that can be hard to hear when you're like, okay, but like my last experience, I feel like God definitely did not have the final say. So what's up with that? I understand that. And I have wrestled with that same question many, many times. And ultimately, there are just some things where I'm like, I don't even have the full perfect textbook answer on that other than ultimately, I know in the end, God wins. And so therefore, there may be situations that see, like, I'm sure when people, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, everyone was like, well, God lost, like for sure. And they didn't know what was going to happen three days later, right? And so even in the face of it looks like God lost or like pain got the final say or death got the final say or broken dreams got the final say or, you know, someone else breaking your heart got the final say, like ultimately, ultimately, God still does have the final say. And I think we have to hold on to that picture in our minds because we can see what we see and it sure looks like he's out of control. And I often have to go back to like, but he's still on the throne even though what he's doing or allowing to happen makes zero freaking sense. I have to trust that I don't know what's going to happen in three days. 
and even just look at it in that short of increments. I think sometimes when we're in a waiting season or life isn't going our way, we think about it in terms of like the big future. Like, I don't know if this is going to happen in the next few years or this, that, or the other thing. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, friend. Like, you don't know what he's got around the corner. You don't know what he's got coming in three days. You know what I mean? So like, even just keep telling yourself like, this looks really bad. My past experience says it's really bad, but I don't know what God has in three days. And maybe that's where the turning point will be. It could be that soon. I don't know. You know what I mean? So embrace the unexpected in that way. Um, Another thing is don't forget that your future is often influenced by what you do in your present. So you can sit here and, you know, worry and be frustrated and, you know, scour the internet for all the things you're doing wrong or could be doing better and like, fine, do that. But this is a quote that I love. It's by, I believe it's by a guy named Glenn Turner. At least that's what I found. There's a couple different people that are attributed this quote. So I made my best guess based off of what I was seeing most often, but there's a quote that says, worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but gets you nowhere. And so that's where I'm like, you know, you could spend your time worrying and there may be some pockets of worry. Like we all experience that, right? Like we could be doing all the great things and serving and traveling and like making the most of our life and growing as a person. And there will still be moments where we get like struck with a feeling of worry or fear. Like that's normal. But what I'm trying to say is like, try not to set up camp there to where that just becomes like the majority of your existence, where you're just like plagued by worry and anxiety and thinking about the future and worrying about the future and worrying about your present and you know all of that. Like that's where I think like creating a life that is fulfilling and is cultivated with meaningful things and full of meaningful things, it gives less space for worry, if that makes sense. Um, If you're just sitting there and looking at all that could be and isn't and worrying, like you're going to worry more. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. (laughs) Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet with faster speeds rolling out every day and internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. So while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. 
Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for- one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Another thing is just to remember that if you're overwhelmed by the unknown, hold on to Jesus because he really is the only guarantee. I mean, he's the only guaranteed thing. We were never, like, he is the promise, right? Like, eternity with God is the promise, period, end of sentence, that's it. And that is really hard to accept when there's something that feels undone, incomplete, or outstanding in your life that you really desire. And it's, I'm, I'm really just like preaching to myself here too, because this is something I always have to remember. Um, when my mentor first told me this, I was kind of like, she was. she said something like, you remember that God didn't promise us that our dreams would come true. Yeah. Like she's like, nowhere do I see in scripture that like God promised that we would get everything we want on this side of heaven. He promised us Jesus. He promised that through Jesus, we would have a way to him. That's the only guarantee. And I think sometimes in like Christian subculture, there's a lot of like, God wants your dreams to work out. Like he'll, he'll work it out for you. And that's like, you know, all things work out for the good of those who love him. Yeah. But what I've had to like come to grips with and what's so hard, and I don't even really feel like I should be teaching on this. Cause like I sit there and like lay in bed with Matt and he teaches me this and I wrestle. I'm like, yeah, but I don't like that. So I just don't know if I can get my head around it. So I'm just repeating what wiser, stronger faith leaders have poured into me and that I'm trying to remember as much as possible. But what's interesting is, you know, that verse that God works out all things for the good of those who love him, that often gets taken out of context and turned into this like, so therefore, like if this didn't work out, God's got something even better for you. And that's very possible. Like he very well might on this side of heaven, but it's really about your ultimate good and like your eternal glorification or or salvation, not like, oh, so therefore like it's going to work out next week. And I think that's what's hard for us to wrap our heads around because we are thinking in the temporal and we're thinking in the short window of like our, our earthly life. And gosh, I sure hope that the things that we really desire or yearn for or have worked toward do eventually work out and that God does bless us in those ways. And he very well might. That's not to say that he won't. It's just this expectation that that's what that verse means is like kind of twisting it outside of its original meaning. So that's something to remember too. Kind of got off track there, but that was just something that has been convicting me lately. (laughs) 
Another thing is if you're afraid of the future, I want you to hold on to this. No matter what storms come or how many things go wrong, we win in the end, right? That's part of the promise. That is the promise. Like our ultimate good is secured. If you are in Christ and you are a believer, like your ultimate good is secured. And that is the hope that we have. And I think that's what's hard is like we think like sometimes hope can feel like denial, you know, hope that something will finally work out, hope that you'll meet the right guy because you've met so many bad ones, you know, Um, hope that things will happen the way that you hope, like that you've always hoped for. Like when you've been disappointed or let down or things just refuse to work out time after time after time, hope starts to feel kind of silly. You know, it's like, what is the point of this? I'm just going to be disappointed. And that's where I think this bigger type of hope, kind of what I was referring to from the whole, from the verse that says, um, all things work out for the good of those who love him, which I think is Romans 8, 28. Yeah. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that for that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So anyway, with that, like if you're feeling like it's silly to be hopeful for the thing that I've been hoping for, because I just keep getting disappointed or just this keeps dragging on. The thing I have to keep going back to personally in my own experiences is we win in the end. Like I, this, it's not silly to be hopeful, but if I fixate all of my hope on this particular outcome, I miss the type of hope I'm actually called into in a bigger, more eternal sense, which is hope for experiencing the fullness of God, hope for unity with God in heaven forever. Like that's a bigger type of hope than just like, oh, I sure hope this thing works out. You know what I mean? And it, it doesn't always feel as exciting because to be honest, when there's something in your real like temporal earthly life that you feel like is not working out or that you really desire, it's that feeling of like, yeah, but I want this. I'm hoping for this. And like, that's nice and all, but like that's so far away or feels so far away and like kind of like erythral and like, you know, not tangible. I'm really hoping for this tangible thing. So it's hard to wrap the mind around and I want to validate that it's hard to wrap the mind around. But anyway, point being like, just try to keep that part in mind. Like we ultimately win in the end and there is something to hope for, especially when disappointment or long waiting seasons or broken dreams start laughing in our face and making us feel like hope feels like denial and hope is silly. Last thing I want to say, if you are not quite where you thought you'd be by now, if you're in a waiting season that's dragged on longer than you'd like, I want you to know that it is possible to be content without being complacent. Complacency is passive. It's like sitting down in the middle of your journey, pouting that you're not at your desired destination and ultimately foregoing all hope, effort, and intentionality to keep moving forward. Contentment though, on the other hand, is active. It is choosing to make the most of the middle and cultivating a purposeful existence even before you get to where you want to be. It is taking brave steps in the direction you hope to go without resenting the journey when it gets long, because you know that there is eternal purpose in every single moment you are given. Don't you dare believe the lie that choosing to fight for contentment makes you complacent. Complacent and contentment could not be more opposite. I just want you to walk away with that because I really want to encourage you to kind of reframe how you think about contentment and even how you think about being present and even some of the the hope and the future conversation we were having because contentment doesn't look like, oh, okay, I'm just going to sit here in this season that quite honestly kind of sucks and just like sit down and like find a way to just be like happy. You know, it's actually, I think, choosing to take active steps to make the most of the middle. It's saying, okay, what can I do in this season? How can I create an existence I still really enjoy most of the time rather than just sitting down and feeling miserable and like giving up, you know? Or like, I I guess what I mean is complacency is like the whole, I'm going to sit down, I'm mad, I'm pissed about this, and I'm just going to give up. 
contentment, I think how we often think about it, especially in the church world is like, just be happy where you are, like sing Kumbaya, praise God for where you are. And when you can be grateful and like practice gratitude, like awesome. I really encourage that. But I think sometimes it creates this idea of like, if I don't feel happy where I am, like I'm not doing contentment right. It's like, no, 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 no. You might not feel super happy where you are. It may be like a wilderness season where you are being refined and made more holy and all the things that nobody wants to actually do, but then are thankful we actually walk through when we get on the other side. So I think there's this idea that like contentment is either similar to complacency or the same thing. It means you're just like sitting down and doing nothing and just like accepting where you are. Or it's like, you must just be happy with everything in your life and like, don't complain about it. It's like, no, you can admit that like, dang it, this is hard. And I really am looking forward to the season being over. And like, I can't wait to get out of this valley. I'm so hopeful for this mountaintop moment. Like I do still hope for that, even though my hope is in something bigger than that. But in reality, like all of that is just, I I don't know, I guess... I guess I just want to make sure you have a healthy view of contentment because I feel like I had a wrong view of contentment. I felt like if I ever felt frustrated or annoyed or over it or just like angry, you know, like therefore I wasn't content. No, like that's that those feelings will come. But I'm talking about how you choose to live your life in the middle. How are you walking through that valley and are you walking through it well? Might you need to take sit down and take a break because holy cow, you're tired and you need to just freaking cry. Yeah, you might. And you're allowed to do that. That doesn't mean you're not living like that doesn't mean you're not seeking a like contentment in this season. What I'm talking about is when you're walking in the valley and the journey gets long, it's how can I look around and make the most of this? Maybe I put on some music to make this more enjoyable. Maybe I ask a friend to join me and, you know, build some relationship on the way. Maybe I make a nice meal. Maybe I like stop for the night and I make a nice meal. Like my point is like, I'm using this illustration to kind of say contentment doesn't mean you never have a moment where you're like, ah, this freaking sucks. Like I am tired. No, it just means, and it also doesn't mean that you just sit there and sing Kumbaya and like love everything about your life. It means that you're choosing to do things and, and actively practice contentment. Like what are the ways that I can make the most of the middle and actually find things to be grateful for in the middle, even if I'm not on my mountaintop and if I haven't gotten to that pinnacle yet. And I think that's a skill. I think it's an art. It's kind of both. It's like an art and a science. But I think there are things, I think contentment is actually very active. It's not complacency where you just sit down and throw a fit for, and just give up completely on the hike. You know what I mean? And it's also not hiking, being exhausted, feeling like it's going on forever and just like keeping this big old grin on your face and pretending everything's fine. I think it's actually admitting when things are hard, giving yourself that space to feel that, but then also ultimately leaning on God and trying to what you and doing what you can to make the most of the middle and to be present there and actually create, take meaningful steps, if that makes sense. And so all of that said, if you are struggling to make the most of the middle, if contentment is like something that you're like, I'm trying, but I don't even really know how to do that. I'm not even sure what I would do to prepare or um, turn this season of waiting or uncertainty or broken dreams into a time of purpose and preparation. I have some resources for you. Okay. And I'm gonna give them to you for free. The first is I have a workshop called the while you wait workshop. This is designed to essentially help you turn your waiting season or your broken dream season, your season of unmet expectations into a time that you enjoy, not just one that you endure. Okay. 
So we're going to give you really practical action steps in there, some things that you can be doing, some mindset mindset, (laughs) mindset shifts to be making, a little bit of what I touched on here, but like deeper and more specific. Um, And there's also a Q&A in there with a friend of mine named Stephanie Wilson. She wrote a book, um, actually several, she's written several books, but one of her resources is called The, The Between Places. And she also hosts a course called Love Your Single Life. And so she really helps women navigate transitions in life and the you know, in the between places when life isn't quite at the place you thought it would be. And so anyways, she and I did a and a at the end of the workshop and that's in there for you as a separate video where we just give our best advice on like, what can this look like? You know, neither of us are experts. Both of us have walked through waiting seasons. We're just sharing from our experience and trying to really give you a little bit of like a guide and just like we're one step ahead, right? And just turning around and taking your hand and saying, hey, friend, here's one simple thing you can do to make this feel a little less crummy, to make this feel a little more enjoyable, to make this a little bit more of a purposeful season than it's felt like and make sure that it doesn't turn into a wasted season because you're just angry about it. So that's the first resource. You can get free access to that. I'll tell you how in a second. The second resource is my book called Embrace Your Almost. It comes out April 5th. And the subtitle is Find Clarity and Contentment in the In-Betweens, Not-Quites, and Unknowns. The clarity piece is really about your future. The contentment piece is about your present. Because I think sometimes the setbacks and the broken dreams and the things that don't go how we thought they would and the waiting seasons, they can actually be this unique invitation to pause and reevaluate and step back and really get clear on what direction am I heading? Am I even heading in the right direction? And if so, how do I make sure that I'm prioritizing the right things and not just, you know, pursuing the wrong things because the world's told me I should want everything? Um, so it's really about in these refining times, not only practicing and learning how to find ways to be content and make the most of the middle, but also get clarity about your future. And so that book is coming out very, very soon. And there is a way for you to start reading it right now. So we have an advanced digital copy available to anyone who pre-orders a copy of Embrace Your Almost. So if you pre-order a copy of Embrace Your Almost, you'll get not only free access to the While You Wait workshop, but you'll also get an advanced digital copy of Embrace Your Almost. You can print it out. You can read it on your um, tablet. You can do it however you want, but it basically allows you to start digging into that material right now. So it's like Embrace Your Almost is like your guidebook, kind of like a survival guide, but like from a friend who's on the journey with you and in the middle too, not like somebody who was like, oh yeah, 24 years ago, I had a waiting season that sucked, but I'm way out of it now. And I don't relate. Like, it's like, no, I freaking wrote it like from the middle. And so anyways, that's kind of like a guidebook survival guide from someone who's walking the journey alongside of you. And then the, the workshop is kind of like the next level of like, okay, now here's some even more specific things of what you can be doing. And we're going to really take it to the next level. And so all of that said, you can get both of those things for free right now and start on them today if you just pre-order a copy of Embrace Your Almost from any retailer and then go to jordanleedooley.com slash E-Y-A dash pre-order. And we'll put that link in the show notes. Click that link and that basically gives you the instructions on once you've pre-ordered from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, anywhere, maybe an indie retailer if you want to support and shop small. Um, once you do that, then you can go to that link and it'll give you the specific steps. There's just like two steps pretty much to upload your proof of purchase and then get your gifts, your free access to the workshop, as well as the advanced copy sent right to your inbox. So go to that link. Once you've pre-ordered, grab these two resources. You can start digging in right now. You don't have to wait for the book to come out. And I really believe this will help you not only find clarity for your future, but contentment in your present as you navigate broken dreams, unknowns, not quites, and in-betweens. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. 
So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.